Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Charlie Labasco. And I'm Eva Levandusky. And we are Corporate Talk, and um, it's kind of hot today. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know, you know, it's sort of like the, the song Rain, right? Well, we complain about the winter, but we're too hot in the summer. That's absolutely true. <laughs> anyway, so... But we right. digress. Well, we digress, right. The uh, mission of Corporate Talk, as we know, is to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. Um, we take a lot of pride in our content and our guests, and we also take pride in the fact that we have met every single one of our guests, and today is no exception. Um, in a few minutes, uh, we will meet our very special guest today. I want to mention that... Next week, we have a great show planned as well. We have the Lyotas coming on, a powerful couple, and they're going to teach us how to build champions. Champion children, not <laughs> not champion anything else. So they, they talk about how to build champion children. So it's going to be an interesting conversation because they were kind of an interesting couple when we met them. But this week, we're going to be talking about um, giving. And we will be talking to Brad Formza, and he is the author of I Like Giving in with the website of the same name. So we're going to be talking about being generous. And so I know we wanted to talk a little bit about that before we even brought Brad on, right? Yes. So do you consider yourself generous, Charles? Um, I consider myself generous to a fault. Learning to be generous. Oh. Um, the whole concept of our radio show is being generous, mm-hmm. providing great content for our listeners. Um, I've come a long way with that, right? In the past, we used to be tough guy corporate executives. And, and, and we had a tendency to hoard our information and not share it. Yeah, and we talked to a lot of people that still do that. Yes. Um, and so I, when we when we bring Brad on later, we'll talk a little bit about being generous in the workplace because I know he's got examples of just people being just outright generous with time, with money, with a lot of different things. So I mean, the the website is great. It's got a lot of stories about different people's generosity and and how it actually changed their lives. So it's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, and it is all connected, right? And yeah. that's what we learned. Um, it's uh, when we learned that from all of our guests. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, E, how are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. Anything happening? Um, yeah, we're going to be working on our stage fright class. So if anyone would want more information or has issues with stage fright, please feel free to reach out to me at Eva at core, C-O-R-E, coaching, Inc, I-N-C.com. Um, so that's the big thing that's going on right now is, is how to handle your fear. Which we have a lot of. Oh, yeah. I see it every day. I saw it this morning in a meeting where um, rules and things were being dictated, deadlines and concerns, and some very intelligent people at the table did not offer up any input. And, I mean, I was thinking about Brad and the theme today, and I was thinking that when they hold back, they're actually not being generous with even their concerns. Right, because that's what we were talking about actually before this show, right? We were talking about how to be generous at work, and that's when we talk about being generous at work, a lot of times we'll talk about, you know, giving $5 and then being able to wear jeans, doing the United Way, but what I'm talking about is actually being generous with your information, being generous with your knowledge, being generous with your time, being a teammate, Right. Because so many times what happens is we will see somebody actually floundering, going under in a meeting, and everybody just kind of lets them go. I mean, you know, remember in the 80s and the 90s, we used to do all those um, 
in the manager meetings, they used to have those exercises, right, where you, you stood around in a circle and then one guy crossed his arms and then started falling backwards. Yeah. And then you had to catch trust. Trust, that trust. trust right? That's right. There's trust exercise. That's absolutely right. And, but yet, you know, we'll sit there and we'll catch him in the circle. Although one time I did see someone not get caught, which was bad. But, um, <laughs> Which was really bad. But, you know, so you, you learn this and what did everyone take away? Oh, we learned about trust. And then you go into a meeting and you see one of your colleagues just absolutely floundering. And so many times no one will stand up and say, hang on a second. You know, I can take this or I can help or yeah. or without making that person look foolish. Right. And there's some generosity in that res- respect. Um, no, I agree. A couple of quick things, and they are, please, if you have something to say or share, 1-888-463-6748, and you're more than welcome. And also, we want to hear from you. Send us an email, ctradioinfo at gmail.com. We will send you a surprise. So... uh, and if you don't remember that number, it's just one eight eight eight. Go for it. So four six three six seven four eight. Okay, excellent. So, uh, yeah, we're all excited. Um, this is serious business, even though um, it's about happy things, right? Right. Uh, so I would like to welcome Brad Formsma to Corporate Talk. Brad, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, Brad, welcome, and thank you for being patient. Hi, Brad. <laughs> Hello, Charlie and Eva. Yeah, we uh, we met back in April, I think. And um, nice. what I remember, Brad, was, you know, you just were very upbeat, and uh, it just seemed to take us by surprise. <laughs> you know? um, and it left an impression is what I'm saying, so I think that's a good thing. So why don't you just share some contact information right off the bat, so our listeners can maybe follow along or learn more about you. Sure. Well, my name is Brad Formsma. Hard to say, but a Dutch last name that I can't change. <laughs> I like giving, so I like giving.com is our website where we have stories that have been submitted from around the world as well as uh, in writing and as well as some short video films that we've put together, three, four, five, six minutes uh, of stories that have come in that have stuck out to us, and then we've gone ahead and captured them on film. And that's ilikegiving.com. And as you said earlier, the name of my book is I Like Giving. So that's the, that's the way to learn a little more about us. I'm so excited to be here today. I love telling giving stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get to give. We don't got to give. It's important we get our our thinking right around uh, this. It's not a duty and an obligation. It's an opportunity that that we get to walk into, and it goes way beyond money, doesn't it? Oh, it absolutely does. And, you know, before we even get started with the stories, because I was reading the book and I was going through your website, and it's really interesting, and it's actually really fun. And I wanted you to tell our listeners a little bit about how you got started in all of this. Absolutely. So it's 2008. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. I I live in Michigan. And I went down and got our newspaper. And on the front of our newspaper was a picture of a Sudanese father and son. And the article went on to talk about how they had their bike stolen. Here they had come uh, this long journey to come to the land of the free, America. And someone had given them bikes when they first arrived. That was the dad's mode of transportation to work. And some thugs had stolen their bikes. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That is just not right. And so we had a little family conversation. And we changed our plans that Sunday. We were supposed to go to a water park that afternoon. And we all decided, let's go get them bikes. Well, when we found him, and it's quite a long a long story, but when we found him, the dad could just say, I like bike, I like bike, I like bike. <laughs> and with his language barrier, you know. Right. And 
as I would tell that story, just like I told you and your audience, I started to get people sending me their own I like stories. A, a new language was born. I like this. I like down coats. I like Taco Bell. You name it. And so we decided to then move into capturing those and having a place where people could be inspired. You know, we see giving as a lifestyle. And so how do you inspire people? Well, the first thing you do is you show them some stories. And then quickly, right after that, you tell them, and by the way, you can't give us money. We, we, we've said we're going to be privately funded by, you know, some people that we know that just said this is really a good idea. We don't want people to feel like they're getting set up uh, on the emotional process uh, to, to have a, them give I like giving money. So we always say we don't want your money. We want your action. Because when we give to other people, we come alive, we change, and we become others-focused. And, and then we experience this thing called joy. It's awesome. You know, that's really interesting because that's a great story. And it's a great story about how you guys decided to take action. Because so many times we see something in the paper and, you know, we say, oh, that's too bad, but we don't really do anything about it. So I give you a lot of credit to you and your family for turning around and actually doing something about it and making a difference. And then it's really interesting how from that one one event, it turned around, and now suddenly you have this website and a book, and there's a ton of stories on there about what different people like. And it's really interesting, and it's really fun, especially with the um, with the film clips as well. So when you started pulling it all together, was there anything that um, was there anything that surprised you? Well, I would tell you that. I go back to the early influences of my grandfather and me observing him in his own generosity. Mm-hmm. That made an, an impact on me, even though I went through some pretty ugly, brad, selfish years of, you know, it all being about me in my, in my twenties, those seeds were still planted. This mm-hmm. idea that it's better to give than get. And, you know, that's it. My encouragement to people is, Understand you're leaving a legacy. What kind is up to you? So are you leaving one of being generous or are you being one of more of a taker? And you know deep down in your heart what you are. The great news is if you're still alive, you know, you can change that. What surprised me is the power, again, of one story. You know, it's often said, oh, it just was one story, but... The power of one story and, and one repeating of I Like Bike by a Sudanese man mm-hmm. and how that moved to uh, a movement of generosity. What really is intriguing to me, and I, I want to share with you guys, is that a good friend of mine had said years earlier in a discussion that had nothing to do really with I Like Giving, it had more to do with you know, there are hot leads in the newspaper of ways that we can do things for other people. That was it. We were at a coffee shop, you know, sitting around. You know how those nuggets kind of get thrown out, and you're like, oh, well. And it just kind of got stuck in my in my, in my, my head. Yeah. And all those years later, I read that, and it came alive. And I was like, yeah, I could take a chance. I could do that. And the next day after the bikes had been delivered, My oldest son, 10 at the time, said, Dad, that was the best, that was way better than us going to the water park. And really, for me, that was, that was the ultimate surprise of being affirmed that this idea that it's better to give than get, it's really true. Because when you're a 10 year old, you're not going to fake that one. You're going to be like, I wish I was at the water park. We really wasted an afternoon on those bikes. And, and as the story kind of went on, my wife, my wife was so concerned that we were going to get there. And what do you think she was thinking? She was thinking there's going to be a hundred bikes in the front yard. Mm-hmm. It goes to half a million people. And so I think the encouragement mm-hmm. to you guys and your audience is when you get that nudge, and I write about that, when you get that nudge to do something, you know, take a chance, walk through it could be good things on the other side. There will be. Uh, um, 
This is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I want to talk more about that nudge because I can't, I want to find one right for myself. Mm. Um, so no, this is great, Brad. I know what you're scratching the surface. Um, this is serious stuff. And I also love the analysis that you had to have from within to understand you were onto something new. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to dig deep. We're going to talk more about that and we're all going to improve after today's show. So please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and very special guest, Brad Formsma, and we will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars, but now you can become care certified in the workplace on your own time order module one today and begin the transformation there's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today provided you have the right strategy becoming care certified is the right strategy for more information and to order go to charliespeaking.com that's charliespeaking.com and now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Brad Formsma of ILikeGiving.com. And Brad, we were just absolutely loving your story. Um, and I liked what you said about the nudge, and I know that Charlie was kind of talking about that before we went to break, when you just get that nudge, and like you said, you just go for it, and the response that you got from your young son must have just been so terrific and, and so it's, it's just such a great feeling when you have a small child that suddenly sees what it's like to actually give and the good feeling that you get. It's so much different, you know, when we're in this consumer society now where everybody's getting, getting, getting that he finally got a taste of what it was like to give to someone that really needed it and realized that even though he had to sacrifice a little bit, here he was, he just felt so good. And I, and that's what I really love about that story. And then you, to take that and run with it and create a book and a website and have this place where people can come together and start putting their stories out there. It's just amazing. It's great. Well, the book has been a really, really powerful tool in families and in businesses because what I've found is that People are telling me that it's reignited that passion and excitement around giving. Mm -hmm. I had parents say, this book, I already can tell my kids' hearts are changing. And as you've read, it is um, not instructional in that sense. It's more story-driven to allow us to have the freedom to have us decide in our heart what to give and make it happen. Uh, that's really something that's powerful. In fact, I had a grandmother call me one day and say, my grandkids are staying with me, and every night I read them a little story out of that book with dots <laughs> on it. And they always say, oh, you know, we don't want to have another book. We just want another story about people doing things for other people. That's what we want. And she said, you need to know that. And like, this is making a difference in my grandkids' lives. And what parent or grandparent doesn't want their kids and grandkids to be more generous? Well, yeah. And, you know, I think that kids, even though, I mean, they have their issues when they're little, right? You know, they want, they're a little bit selfish. But on the other hand, when they get a little bit older, I think that they do want those opportunities to give back because it does feel so good. So reading those stories to them is just terrific because the stories are upbeat, they're happy. But they're also giving the kids an opportunity to see what it's like to be generous and how they can be generous in just small ways. Because generosity doesn't have to be a huge check that you wrote out to someone or, you know, a dinner party that you gave, you know, how everybody does these fundraisers. You know, the real generosity that I think 
in my, in my mind makes a huge difference is just those little things that you do every day for people where you kind of put yourself aside for just a second and say, you know what, I'm going to give back a little bit. I'm going to be nice to someone. I'm going to pay for someone's coffee, just small things like that. And, and when I was getting from the book is that you have a lot of stories like that. And it would be great if you could share like some examples of some generous things that maybe in your mind really stuck out for you. Well, I often think about uh, a generous story that comes to mind of uh, this girl who came to her dad and said, I just have too many stuffed Disney toys. Mm. And so she brought him down into their lower level at their home, and they were all laid out. And she said, I have a problem. I just have too many of these. And she decided to give several of them away. And so she brought them to a local hospital. And her and her dad went in and took the time to find the right area and gave them to one of the nurses. And on the way home, that girl said, this is one of the best days of my life. And she said it again when she ran into the house and gave her mother a hug. Well, what's significant for me about that story is she gave out of something that she already had and she identified that she had a lot of really good things. This isn't about giving your junk away. I want to be clear about that. She gave something of meaning, but she was, even back to that nudge that we've referenced, she felt something inside saying, this isn't quite right. I should do something here. And what I found interesting is that um, learning later, she has never missed what she gave away. I think that we have this lie that we have to hang on to all of our earthly possessions until we're dead or something. And we may have had them for a season to enjoy them. But the other thing that comes to mind when I think in terms of stories that are outside of money is the way that we use our words and thoughts in influencing and helping other people. And it's so important that whether it's perhaps we're at the airport and there's someone cleaning the bathroom. I mean, the power of just thanking the person for doing that or the valet person, if you're at a hotel, how you're treating that person says so much about what type of a person you are. Do you see yourself like everyone else or do you have you bought the lie that you're somehow better because you have more uh, materially? And so I think it starts with our thinking, and that moves into our words, and it moves into our stuff, and it moves into our certainly our money. But I, I also reference back to the early opening conversations that you and Charlie were having where it, it, you asked him, are you a generous person? And he referenced, I, I, I'm on the journey. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but mm-hmm. I'm in process. And it's so important to remember that we're all in process. No one ever arrives. I mean, Dave Ramsey can call me the giving guy, and that's great, and that makes me smile. But you know what? I haven't arrived. I'm still learning things. I'm still growing in this lifestyle of generosity, which I think I want people to realize, start wherever you are, whatever, however small. Start wherever you are and watch watch it develop into a life that's truly life. You know, it's so true and I really like everything that you're saying. And what I really what I really liked is that, you know, when we are like you said, you know, you're at the hotel and you see the valet or you see the cleaning person or whatever, or the waiter, we are absolutely one hundred percent the same people. And every now and then you will see somebody that thinks they're better than other people. And that right there is not being generous of spirit. So I really liked what you said about that, because I think sometimes people feel that, you know, well, I donate or I volunteer on occasion, but it's the little things also. Those are all great to do, but it's that it's that understanding that we're all one and the same and that it is just as important for us in how we treat people. And that makes a generous spirit as well. So just because you're, you're giving money doesn't necessarily mean that you're truly generous. 
And so I liked exactly. how you brought that up. And, and I liked what else you brought up about how when you're generous in that way, you feel better. You just feel better. Giving away just makes you feel better. I think that's a great point. It, is that what happened to you, Brad? I mean, did you made the internal assessment that you were feeling bad, that something was happening here when, when you started to give back? What, what I've started to, to realize is that as I would begin to think more about others and doing for others, my focus was less about Brad and more about others. And it, it took time. But it, my thinking began to shift, and I, I used to kind of wonder why. How do you explain joy? You know, how how, how do you go out and tell somebody, oh, if you do this, you're going to experience joy. It's going to be amazing. And I, I encourage people to to step out and do for someone else and experience what I'm talking about because you you can't really explain it. it it's something that it needs to happen for you to to actually experience it. Now, I've learned that there are biological things that happen, okay, when in our body, the, the kind of just the way we're created um, our body produces something called oxytocin when we do something for someone else. It's a connectedness, feeling good hormone. And what research has identified is that when it is observed, giving is observed, some of that is produced. And when you receive a gift, some of that's produced. So that's on the just on the pure science, biological side of something changes in us when we're focused on others and doing for others. And what's interesting is that particular hormone suppresses uh, stress issues. Because so, so our research comes back and says, well, there's less depression when you give and you're generous. There's less um, medical health issues. You live longer. You're happier. Well, all these things start to line up and make sense for someone that wants to understand, well, well, well how could this work? It seems so backwards. I'm, I'm supposed to hang on for dear life, and I'm supposed to hang on for dear life, and I can not, absolutely not um, give away what, I, what I'm holding on to because I might not have enough left at the end of my life. Right, right. No, that's great. And I love the science about it. And I like to talk about it. We're just about to take our second break. So I'd like to talk about it a little bit when we get back. So um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we will be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Hey guys, welcome back uh, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are having a great conversation with our special guest, Brad Formsma. Uh, Brad, we're getting a few questions um, popping up. I just was wondering, prior to 2008, were you in a different line of business when this took place? Uh, I sold my company in 2007 and had started to spend more time around this idea of inspiring people and encouraging people in their giving. And 
so you know as i as i as I share, I was on a run and I got this impression that I was to be spending more time inspiring people around generosity, and so we sold our company to do that. Wow, that's unbelievable yeah, that is unbelievable. so let me ask, do you think or find people to be generous in nature? I think it's wired into all of us to be generous. And I really believe that those four-letter words, they're nasty four-letter words, the debt, the busy, the fear, those Mm -hmm. come in and they make a significant impact on our ability to do for others. Interesting. Yeah, and, and I think that's where we kind of went back to that it's not always, you know, about giving back in a huge way. It's just kind of, it's in your attitude, right? And so when you have that attitude of being just generous, that you're not always just thinking about yourself, even if you have all those issues, and I'm not, I'm not taking those issues lightly because they certainly, they certainly can drag you down. Um, but yet I find that when I'm open and honest and generous, that people tend to give back to me as well. And it just makes such a huge difference. And I like what you said about the science, you know, that we, you know, we have the, we have the science behind it to prove that that works. So sometimes there's some people that always need the science, but even without the science, all you have to do is like, when do I feel better when I'm grumpy and angry and like, hanging on to every last thing or when I'm giving back and I even held the door for someone, even just in that small way, even if I was angry and someone said, Oh, thank you. I really appreciated that. I mean, it just makes such a huge difference. Well, Eva, I think that when we think about that busy word, that Mm -hmm. one that really gets in the way of the non-monetary gifts, right? Because we understand If you have a bunch of debt or you're afraid you're going to run out, that that's going to be on the monetary side of the, of the ledger. But the, the busy, I'm so busy. I, I'm on the phone when I'm checking out at the grocery store. I'm constantly wired in and I'm go, 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 go. And I, I don't have time to help the person with the door, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. that that's where I feel like we get robbed. And what, what happens is we're really stealing joy from our lives when we function right. at those levels. And I, I'm a, I'm, I'm an equal uh, offender of this. You know, you get mm-hmm. busy, you're going through an airport or you're going here and you're going there. And yet I have found some of my greatest encounters with other people and the most amazing experiences to be when I just took a deep breath and said, what if this Atlanta airport experience could be less about me being frustrated because it's so doggone big and I'm trying to hurry to Chick-fil-A and (laughs) maybe somebody I'm going to run into on the way. And Mm -hmm. One of the most amazing stories of my life happened in Terminal A, and I know it was because I was being intentional, and I was trying to slow down just enough to observe what was going on around me. A great story came out of that. And and what was that one? Well, I I call it I like payphone. And so I was in Terminal C, and I wanted to go to Chick-fil-A in Terminal A. And so I'm moving my way over there, and I got up to the top of the escalators, started to head towards the restaurant, and this older German woman bumps right into me. She's probably a foot and a half shorter than I am, and with her language or her dialect, you know, she says, um, where are the payphones? And I look over my left shoulder and at that moment catch myself and realize, we don't have pay phones anymore. It's in my pocket. So I pull out my iPhone and I said, this is your pay phone. Who do you need to call? And so she puts down her purse, puts down her bag, and then opens the purse and out come the, all these phone numbers. And she's headed to Florida from Germany to, to meet a relative. And so I type in the number, 
and get the person on the line, and I hand her the phone. And she starts explaining to them that her flight's delayed and she's going to be a little bit longer in getting there. And then she starts to walk away with my phone. Now, Terminal A is busy. They've got carts going back and forth. There's people, business guys hustling. Everybody's hurrying to the, it's like busy, busy Grand Central Station. And I'm standing there with her purse and with her carry-on bag in the middle of Terminal A. And I'm starting to hear that tape in my head, you know, if anybody's giving you belongings that you don't know who they are, please contact oh, right. security. You know? And she's walking down the terminal with my phone. And she walks up to the Delta counter and she's, you know, motioning that she's trying to, you know, figure this all out. And so finally she comes back and I'm relieved. And, you know, this is after people are honking on, on their horn as they would pass me in those, you know, handicapped carts. And yeah. She says to me, she says, you are an angel. Mm -hmm. And she hands me the phone back and she said, I was totally lost. And I said, well, look, you're somebody's mom, somebody's grandma, and I'm, I'm glad I could help you. And then she says, I want to pray for you. And I'm like, hey, I, I like prayer. <laughs> so wow. In the middle of Terminal <laughs> A, this Catholic lady starts just praying away for my life and you know, these blessings on me and, you know, people are bumping into us and get out of the way. You're right in the middle of this. <laughs> I will never forget her. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story. And like you said, you can't get too many blessings, especially when you're in the Atlanta airport. Right? <laughs> oh my word. My wheel at the ground the whole way home. She was awesome. That's terrific. And, Charlie, I think you've got a question. No, so I, I, I was, I was going to go, again. I was going to go back to the book and I was going to say, um, how do we get the book? How do we buy the book right now? So the book, I Like Giving, is available at Amazon and where most other books are sold. So I Like Giving, the book at Amazon and for larger orders through our website. Excellent. We have, and, found, and the, we have found that this book has worked really good for people who have a nonprofit that they're in charge of. They've, they're giving it away as a gift book to their donors because it's not another leadership book, but it's a fun, inspiring book to, you know, generous people need to be encouraged as well. And so they love reading these stories. Generous people get more generous, not less generous. So this has really been a fun process where people have come out and said, I'm, I live generously. This was really encouraging to me. I don't get to talk about these giving stories much and reading them from other people and knowing there are other people out there like me. That's, that's exciting. It's sort of like um, a, little, a little book of generosity coaching by seeing so many different examples. Right? Well, again, it gives you examples, and then you thought, oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that easily. Right. Yeah, I think it's great. And on your website, so on ilikegiving.com, there's ways that at the office and at church, and I think there was one other way that you can give there. Can you talk about that a little bit, like what that entails and what that's all about? Absolutely. So what we've found is that there are companies that we've already worked with that have invited us in to kind of walk with them on the journey to create a culture of generosity in their business. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that happens when people go to the website and they see that is they reach out to us and then we go to companies, work with the C-level executives and begin to show them how to engage their employees in and around generosity. Because what's really cool is when you have a, an employee at a company and he brings home a giving story or he shows his family and I like film and says, you know, our company is, a, is about being more than just earning money. We want to think about doing for other people. That That's a powerful message in a way for the family to engage around a giving story because we're not telling anybody where to give. And it's so important to be clear about that organizationally. We want people to dream up and think up their own ideas. And then as far as churches go, that same type of thing happens where we come in and really begin to work with leadership in a church 
around creating a culture of generosity, which includes perhaps giving to that local church or parish, but it goes far beyond that. You know, I say to a pastor, who wouldn't want to have a church that's known as the generous church, right? That's like Mm. wonderful, wonderful descriptor. And that might very well mean that you're people that go to your church are doing things for other people the other six days of the week. So really, those are just there to help people realize there's more that we can do at I Like Giving and create an on-ramp for them to engage with us from a consulting perspective. And we just want to help inspire people to live generously. Right, and you could even mobilize teammates within an organization to go out and do, you know, um, Habitat for Humanity or some local um, home maintenance in the community. There's so many ways to mobilize volunteers, and it's almost it could almost grow like a tsunami, right? Right, and have the whole community be generous. Exactly, we've had companies that have come out and created in you know, a large company of 5,000 employees comes to mind where they have different divisions and each division was creating and capturing their own I Like Giving stories and then their favorite I Like Giving story they would send to the larger group in the company. But it was a way for them to do volunteerism in their community. It was a way for them to invest in um, themselves. And sometimes you have a coworker who has an immediate need, and, you, you know, that just never came up in the conversation. And yet right. there's, a, there's a powerful way that we can give to others that we even work with. And sometimes that's anonymous because you don't want it to feel weird. But I, mm-hmm. I just got a story the other day of someone who said to me, they called it I Like Car Payment. And, and this lady said to me, I had a coworker. Um, who was a man, and his wife left him, no reason, just gone, and it was up to him to take care of their two small children. And he was trying to put it together, and one day she said to him, how are you doing? How, how are things going? And he said, you know, pretty good, but I'm, I'm actually short my car payment. And he said, if you would be willing to loan me that money for a month, I think I can make it. And I know I can pay you back. I, I can't believe I have to be at this level. But you asked, and I feel like I've been hoping if somebody asks, I'm going to tell them. So she gave him the money. And two weeks later, he came back and said, here's the money. And she said, you know what? I got so much joy when I gave that to you. It was never alone. And hmm. she said, I, I don't want to take back. I don't, I don't want that to be undone. I, I wish you the best going forward. And that, that really hit me because sometimes you think that, oh, well, it would be the guy given to a woman or something like this. And yet, you know, this is just the reality today. She said it didn't affect the relationship at work other than in a positive way. It was a one-time deal. and You know, obviously you have to discern if someone is trying mm-hmm. to take advantage of you being generous. But as I write about, we become more and more sensitive to people that try to work the system. And you know what? Every once in a while, I get duped, okay? I know I do. But that does um, not preclude me from ever giving again. Huh, if people say, oh, well, I gave to a guy standing on the corner, and I just, I'm never doing that again. And I, I saw him walk in and buy a beer. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I, the rest, I'm going to stop beer, you for a second, Brad, because we have to take our third and final break. But I do actually want to come back to that because I think that's a really great point about giving and when people talk about giving like that. So I'd like to come back to that. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, but we're going to take our third and final break. So everyone stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Let 
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Brad Formsma, and he is the author of I Like Giving, and he also has a website, ilikegiving.com, where you can check it out and check out all the stories he has on how to give and all the good feelings that it'll give you. And, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit. Um, we just have a few minutes. We have like five minutes left, Brad. But I liked what you were saying before the break, because sometimes people will say, just like you were saying, that they've gotten duped. Well, you know, I gave a homeless guy money and he used it for beer. And I guess the way I think about it, and I was wondering what you think about it. The way I look at it is I don't care what he uses it for. Um, it is what it is. And it's not up to me to judge. So if I decide I want to give someone money that asked me for money on the street and I decide that that's what I want to do, I feel like it's not up to me to dictate what that person does with that money. That I just, I just gave that person money and let them do with it whatever they like. And I, I was wondering what you think about that. Yeah, I often say I need to give as much as or more than the other person needs to receive. So I know mm-hmm. what giving does for me, how it resets me to be others focused. And the other thing I find myself doing is being grateful for where I am in life and grateful that I'm not there because I'm probably two or three decisions away, like we all are, from being there. And it's important to keep that in mind. Sure, they have made some wrong decisions, but I could have made those too. Mm -hmm. And I found myself one day wondering, what is it like to be there? So I, I actually got into a long conversation with a guy who was standing on the corner. And it was a powerful exchange because I realized he had just lost his job. And I really believe, I think I'm pretty discerning. Um, mm-hmm. He said, I have three kids. I'm living a half mile away. They think I'm looking for a job while they're at school, but I'm out here doing this. And he said, I'm doing this for three hours a day until I can get $70. And once I get 70 that that, that fits my immediate family needs. I'm out filling job applications. I, I'm, you won't see me here in two weeks. And I, what's interesting is that even though that's become a kind of a hot corner in our city, I've never seen him there again. Mm-hmm. And it just made me realize not everyone in that spot is trying to make a life out of that. Like that's a real humbling thing for for him. And right. so I gave him, and in fact, one day I the day I was with him, I said, well, what did you have today? He said, I've got 30 bucks. So I gave him 40 and I watched him, um, pack up his sign and leave. I drove back mm-hmm. by there 10 minutes later. He was gone. Well, they're not all mm-hmm. like that. But the point is, is that right. having a conversation with a guy, wow, I, you know what? By the grace of God, I'm not there. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let that one thing, uh, overshadow all of my other giving. And I think many people do because it always comes up. Well, Brett, you're the giving guy. What do you think about the guy on the homeless, uh, you know, the homeless guy on the corner? Well, that's like a one-tenth of one percent of all my annual giving. So I need to give it about that much thinking. Right. That's that's so true. And the other thing is, is you know, sometimes we look at it as, you know, people make mistakes. And, and you're right, that is what it is. But sometimes people come from horrible backgrounds. We just don't, it's not up to us to judge and it's just not up to us to, um, I, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say it again. It's just not up to us to, to judge 
And if we decide we want to give, then we give with an open heart and an open hand. And if we decide we don't want to for whatever reason, then that's okay too, mm-hmm. right? Um, Absolutely. Well, you guys are great. I so appreciate you letting me come on and catch up with you and share some stories. Um, no, uh, we thank you, Brad. Uh, yes. We're inspired now. I just have a couple of real quick questions because we owe it to our listeners. Um, one was, where do these stories come from? Are they submitted from the universe, from other people yeah. in your book? These stories come from around the world. When you go to ilikegiving.com, so ilikegiving.com, it is a place to submit stories. And you just type those in. All we're going to ask you is your name and, and what part of the world you came from. And then as those stories come in, we send them out through Facebook and Twitter um, following us on Facebook is huge. We'd love to have more and more people. We're almost 50,000, and we keep on cranking along. Because we find That's that great. people love that steady diet of, of inspirational content, stories, and nuggets. And then when we put the book together, we just put, took some of our own personal stories and some of our friends and then, and then several from the website. And that, that became the book, I Like Giving. And uh, we have... We have a suspicion that there's going to be other books coming because this has gone over so well. Yeah, I bet. And that was the other question, can I submit? And you answered that, so that's terrific. Um, so, yeah, Brad, this has been a great conversation. We learned a lot. We're, we're inspired now. Mm-hmm. It's um, terrific. And we thank you so much, and we hope to have you back. Okay, I love it. I love it. Follow that nudge. You know, yes, we, I, I, yes. I hope it's for you and your audience that when that nudge comes, you'll have the courage to push through it and make it happen and experience the joy uh, and the life that's truly life. And, and that's why we want you to come back, because we want to monitor the progress. So there. Yeah, that's terrific. Right. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Brad. Have a great day, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Brad. Okay. It was wonderful. Thank you, Charlie and Eva. Bye-bye. See ya. Good night. Here we go. Another uh, Brad has the goods. Yeah, um, and I just wanted to share the website with everyone again. It's ilikegiving.com, and he also he has a book of the same name, and his last name is Formsma. It's F-O-R-M-S-M-A, and his first name is Brad, and you can get the book on um Amazon, and I highly recommend just checking out the website. The stories on the website are great, and there's also tips on there as to um, how you can how you can be generous at work, and how you can be generous at church, and how you can just be generous day to day. So, Charles, what's your takeaway as you're working on your generosity? Um, well, first off, which takes- where you're like assuming that I'm generous, but <laughs> you are generous. Um, it takes courage to be generous. Um, it takes it can, courage yeah. to step up um, yeah. because it's it's not so much the temptation. It's everybody around you is trying to pull you back. Right. Right. So it takes courage to, to stay the course. Right. And yes. um, we admire Brad for that. Um, I also like that it's similar to the care model. As we know, care is the award-winning acronym for courage to take action relevant to everyone. Um, so it's all about helping others or not impacting others. Um, and, uh, you know, Brad really has invested his life in, um, in giving back. Yeah, it was a terrific story. And he's really yeah. proud of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of segues into next week with building champion families, mm-hmm. right? And we can refer back to this week. Yeah, and it's great. And I just want to remind everyone that if you miss a show, um, you can just go to TalkZone.com and you can get a replay at any time. So great show today, Charles. Yes, great Thank show, you. E. Uh, CTRadioInfo at gmail.com. We will send you a gift if you send us an email. And we'll be talking to you all next week. Have, have a great week. Have a great week. Night. See ya.